What's up? What's up? What is up? It's 10 a.m. on the East Coast. So you know what that means. Uh, not that the time itself matters, but it's Friday morning. That means the Ball Hog Sports Talk is going to come to you from wherever you consume your uh, morning social media uh, uh, feeds. Wherever you get that from, we're going to come to you. It's your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. All of those aliases this morning here with the crew. And before we get started, we have to introduce the title, Hush Money. If you don't know what Hush Money is... Uh, we're going to tell you this morning in the context of sports, business, and entertainment, but from a definition standpoint, hush money is the money paid to someone to prevent them from disclosing embarrassing information, uh, information that might come across a little too revealing. Uh, there is money that is exchanged that tries to keep you quiet, and that hush money is going to be the theme for this morning's show you know how we do it we do it rough rugged and raw we are the crew that brings you sports business entertainment and we take our titles and we connect them to the world of sports business entertainment so with no further ado strap on your seat though you know how we do it let's go wake up wake up wake up and stay woke because this is the ball hog sports talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go. go, 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 go. What's up, fellas? You know how we do it, man. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy B. Brown ESQ with the crew in the building. Uh, none other than ETP Ellis, the producer. What's going on, my brother? Just trying to stay warm, get through this winter, but uh, February is coming to an end. I think we got spring on the way. Spring is on the way. It is a icy cold day in the New York City metropolitan area, but we ain't complaining because you know how we do it at the Ball Hawks Sports Talk. We bring the heat, and you know who else is in the building, none other than the Big Flow Show. What's it's good, cold. America? What's good? What's good? Is it it's cold, cold as hell city? over here. Yeah. Um, we got ice, snow, what you need. We got everything but grass. What's everything your... but grass. I like everything it, man. I, I, I like it. Uh, the Windy City and its hawk is notorious for uh, its winter. But again, this crew going to bring the heat. Rough, rugged, rock. That's what we do, baby. That is what we do. I don't know if y'all like this, this title, man. I'm sure we you'll like it by the end of the show. But when you first heard Hush Money, uh, I don't know if you thought I was going to tell on somebody or what the situation is. Uh, the way we do our show, man, we, we come up with this title and we, we hop into a room and we vaguely talk about what we're going to talk about because we want it to be fresh out the oven when you get it. Um, so Hush Money, uh, that particular title, you know, man, it, 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 it's an interesting time in the world. From a global standpoint, we know what's going on. Uh, we um, and and I guess we should we we should be responsible enough to take a moment 
to pay our respects and let everyone know who who is dealing with the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. We're all dealing with it, but some more direct than others. Uh, there are deployments happening right now. There are people stationed in Europe that are dealing with the conflict a little more intimately than we are. And so we, we want to make sure that we take our time and, and pay our respects to those people, our hearts and our, our minds and our thoughts and prayers are with you all. Um, you know, Ukraine, when, when the Soviet Union split apart in 1991, declared its independence. And here in the Black History Month, the, the concept of independence, we've dealt with it in several ways. But to have your independence threatened uh, is something that, that you know, we all know too well. And so, again, our hearts and prayers. And I don't want to get political this morning. Uh, we're, we're a sports business entertainment show, but we are impacted by it. We've seen the stock market and its reaction to this conflict. Uh, we know families that are dealing with it. Uh, so we, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to those who are dealing with it more intimately than we are. Uh, and, and look, the Klitschko brothers, man, from from boxing, heavyweight boxers that have gotten involved in politics, been involved in uh, business dealings there in Ukraine. Uh, they have now decided they're going to be involved in, on the front lines. I think one of the brothers is a mayor over there. They're going to be involved in the front lines in terms of the fight. And so um, can only uh, pay respects to someone that's willing to not talk about it. Well, be about it and we wish uh that, that's the the, the the true definition of courage so uh i didn't like them as boxers but i do like them uh in this fight and and, and it is a, a an honorable honorable thing that they're doing um with that having paid the respects we also got to acknowledge this morning before we hop into sports business and entertainment today is two years to the day uh, because when it comes to the ukraine and russia conflict there are several opinions that have been floated when it comes to Joe Biden's administration and their handling of it and whether or not the sanctions are sweeping enough and, you know, the sanctions impact on our economy, yada, 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 and the price of gas. You know, we, we so short-sighted as Americans, but I, I, I digress. Uh, but, but today is two years to the day that Joe Biden promised on the campaign trail when asked and pressured and cornered, he did respond that his administration if indeed he was elected would include an appointment the opportunity presented itself an appointment of the first black supreme court justice and so today uh this morning the honorable Kataji brown jackson uh is the name that is being circulated as that appointee so we wish her nothing but the best you know us browns baby you know what i'm saying that's why i made she you but i you know i don't like to brag that's just how we do it you know what i'm saying and no. at some point in the space table at the family reunion we talked about it and now good old kentanji go ahead honorable kentanji uh brown jackson good luck to her i'm sure it's going to be a very interesting process all right with that because we do recognize that other than sports business entertainment we all are impacted by these things with that we got to hop into the honorable sports business entertainment conversation that is the sports business entertainment world of ball hog sports talk and i don't know any better place to start any better place to start right because justice Breyer retiring and kataji having this 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 her, her name uh, as the nominee is important but there is a, another story that was very important in sports business entertainment this week and it was good old brian flores Hush Money as a title was inspired by none other than 
Brian Flores, who accepted a job since the last, it's been a week since the last show. It's every Friday, but so much happens in a week. And in that week's time, in that week's time, you have a man by the name of Brian Flores, who he thought was at odds with the NFL, who filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, who had the NFL on the ropes, took another job in the NFL. He's a linebacker's coach in the defensive strategy specialist, whatever name they came up with for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> As a Cleveland Browns fan, I had a particular issue with that, but, but I'm going to try to not make this personal. But when he took the job with the NFL, all of a sudden, the woke community, black Twitter, just started roasting him. Like, yo, man, he just, uh, uh, you know, he's a pawn in the game. He took a job and, you know, this will all go away. There were assumptions. You know what happens when you assume? There were assumptions that this would make him very quiet. Well, maybe a day later, the episode comes out. I am athlete. Shout out to those brothers doing a great job with their with their podcast. Uh, we're gonna see y'all soon, man. We're gonna battle for some 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 uh, podcast viewership soon. They're, they're doing a great job, and they had a great guest. The guest was none other than Brian Flores. And on that particular podcast, he spilled the tea. I don't know if the young people still say that. But there were some revelations in that podcast, one of which is that he refused to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which we refer to as an NDA, that would have prevented him from saying the things that he said and prevented him from filing a lawsuit. And he passed up millions of dollars with that decision and then subsequently filed this class action. Let's start there, and then we'll get into some other issues related to Brian Flores. But what did you guys think when you heard the the episode, the I Am Athlete episode, and hear that Brian Flores spill the tea when it came to the NFL or the Miami Dolphins specifically asking him to sign this non-disclosure agreement? Personally, I think, you know, just when he took the job, at first I was taken back. But then to see him go still on a speaking tour and still p- plug ahead, I said, why not? You know, why why shouldn't he have a chance to work? You know, he's already uh, – the lawsuit, you shouldn't have to sacrifice absolutely everything, um, you know, just to be behind the cause. So, you know, as a person who initially looked at that as like, mm, you know, now I look back and say, yeah, go get a job, still do what you want to do. If you can get in, get in, and still do the lawsuit. Um, I think that the way you you have to try this case has to be in the media – because um, I don't know what person said the 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 NFL doesn't care about being racist; they just care about looking racist, right? And so I think that's a, a very thing, very very uh, on point statement right there. Because the more he tells us, and the more unbelievable it sounds, and the more we start thinking about what we haven't heard in the past, because a lot of people are going to sit back at home and say, "Well, we would have heard more stories before." He's telling you why you haven't heard more stories, right? You know. To give up millions of dollars for the next man is huge, right? He, he, right. he could have signed this and, and got the hush money, and he said, no, I'd rather just not do it just to, to blow this whole thing up. It's huge. And right. those at home criticizing, ask how many causes you believe in that you'd give up millions of your do- uh, your own money to, to, to support. So I can't criticize a man that's that convicted. Even if I don't agree with everything, someone does when you when when you have that much conviction i can't i can't uh criticize you uh i don't I, you presented that to those at home and i 
I, I can't think of too many causes. So from that perspective, I gotta I, I gotta absolutely tip my hat to the brother. Um and and say that there has to be conviction there. So those of us, I was in the in that crowd who might have questioned the conviction behind the initial filing and 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 what exactly he was trying to get out of it, we gotta shut up. Yeah, we gotta be we gotta be quiet because hearing that and knowing that he passed up millions in order to take the next step means he's absolutely more convicted than I gave him credit for. ETP, how about you, man? It, it, it was a really interesting turn of events in the course of about 48 hours. When he took yeah. the job and you hear that headline, you roll your eyes naturally because, ah, here we go again. All of this just so you can get a job. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, two days later, by way of that podcast, like, whoa. What'd you think, ETP? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because the first news about him taking a job as essentially a position coach, going from a head coach, a successful head coach, to taking an assistant role, a, a position coach, not even like a coordinator, you know, senior de- defensive assistant, whatever that means. Um, it's clearly a, a substantial demotion. So at first, it was just a little bit you know, problematic in my mind where it's like, well, all right, I understand he wants to be in the league. I understand he wants to be a pro football coach, but this is a substantial demotion. And I don't know that that's the right move. Obviously from a, if he's suing the NFL or the class action suit against the NFL, him being back in the league discredits the concept of there being collusion, similar to what happened with Colin Kaepernick. So potentially that weakens the case from that perspective in terms of him going after the NFL. But what I, what I loved about, as I learned more about him taking this job, what Mm -hmm. I loved about it was Mike Tomlin. I mean, this, this job, according to them came out of a conversation and to see a black, a successful black man, professional coach essentially put his arm around another black man in the same professional industry and say, look, come over, We'll get you a position. We're going to put you in the right position to be successful. Like, that's not enough of the story in my mind because you don't see that every day. No, right? you Especially, see the opposite. Let's be honest. Exactly. You see the opposite. You, you, you've worked in, 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 I guess we ain't got to talk about all the industries we worked in, but let's just say the industries that we worked in. A lot of time when the, the brother is the managing director or the hiring partner or an executive senior, an executive senior role, and, and they are making the decision whether or not another young black professional has that opportunity. You got to be twice as good. Like you, they are, they are checking all the boxes before they give you the opportunity because they're thinking, look, my name's on the line and right. people are going to assume that I hired him just because he or she was black. Right. And so right. I got to make sure I kick the can, I kick the tire, I kick everything because right. I can't have this come back to haunt me. That's normally the reaction. If we're going to be fair, that's normally the reaction. So for Mike Tomlin, not only to, and and it sounds like it was done rather quickly after a short conversation, not only to go out on a limb and hire a brother, but hire the brother that is at odds with the NFL that is on the other side of this conversation. It is at the heart of this debate, says something about Mike Tomlin as well. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it says a lot about and Mike his Tomlin. Job security. It's, it's, I was going to say, it says a lot about the organization right. and his job security, because in situations like that, 
not to say, you know, there's obviously there's going to be a lot of moral support. You know, they, everybody has colleagues, you know, of co- similar cultures, backgrounds that you can confide in and, and call for advice, but they're not necessarily going to put their, you know, put their reputation on the line publicly for you. They'll try to make some phone calls behind the scenes, things of that nature, because they're afraid or concerned about their job security or their reputation in the industry. And so to see this so publicly being done, like, I just, I just think that this, that that's a big part of the story. All that to say, it's, it's really unfortunate that he doesn't have a job at the level of his capabilities. And, and the fact that this is the, the, the possibility or the only option that he really had in the moment is, is unfortunate. And then in terms of the, you know, the, the part about he didn't sign the NDA, I, hats off to him. I can personally speak, like I've been in situations where you had to, you know, where there were concerns or there were some some situations and you have to look at the position and say, all right, well, they're offering me some money. They're canceling my paycheck, but they're offering me some money. Also, I have to go on record as being the pariah of this industry, right? And this is not a big industry. This no, <laughs> you know, there's 32 teams, there's yeah, 32 right. companies you could get hired by. It's not, it's not uh consumer goods, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a very exclusive industry, and so the idea of one passing up that money where you don't know where the next paycheck's coming from to support your family, right? And you don't know that you're gonna be able to get a next paycheck because you might be ostracized from this organization that has a history of actually doing it. <laughs> and I'm, so, yeah, I've, I've always wondered, right? Because severance agreements or separation agreements or whatever fancy name that the attorney in the HR department has decided to call it. Uh, and, and in every industry, they have them, right? You can't make disparaging remarks. You can't say like they, in every industry, they have them, no matter what the catalyst is behind mm-hmm. the air quote separation whether it's an all-out termination, whether there's a restructuring, whether they're phasing out your position, there's this agreement that HR is going to put in front of you. I've always wondered whether they are indeed unenforceable because by definition, it seems as though you, you can't freely enter into that, right? Like, it seems as though the there's under duress from the start, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's undue duress because of the circumstances. Now, normally they, they'll let you leave, and say, you know, feel free to have an attorney review it. They'll give you two weeks or so. But when the paycheck is drying up, when you've got to go out and search for a new job, uh, it seems as though that, that by definition there's duress there. So for Brian Flores to be able to take that and, and, and say thank you but no thank you, there's a bigger cause, says something about him. Um, and I, mean, and I got to the- publicly apologize because I questioned that. And, and others did too, but on this show, I, I started, you know, I was saying, you know, I celebrate him, but, and a lot of mine was, was generated behind. I, I, I thought his legal team should have at least included one black attorney. <laughs> I did. And I still do. But I, I think, I think we, we know your position. Yeah. You know my position. <laughs> and I'm biased I gotta, there. But. I got a co-sign that what you're saying about Tomlin, because the more I think about it, I say so many people are going to vote to uh, point to Tomlin and be like, that's not right. Look at Tom, Mike Tomlin. So of all people, we could be in a position to be like, well, no, nah, it's not too bad. I've been here for a while, <laughs> you know. Right, Things right. are good for him to be the coach to hire him. 
and say, I'm, I'm siding with him, even though I've been in this job, I'm the longest tenured coach in the NFL right now, I think, or first or second longest tenured coach in the NFL. I still side with what he's talking about. I think that's a hell of a statement. And I think Tomlin's going to obviously lose a lot of support from those people who think that nothing in the world is, is, is racist, that do whatever. I, I think it's just a huge move for him to do, to be the guy to hire him and, and do the olive branch. The one example that everybody's going to point to is to, to the opposite. I think it, it actually like punches the case in the face too. You know what I mean? Because how many times is Mike Tomlin's name going to come up in court as a reason why that this is not a racist league and look at this, you can survive yeah, and, here. And this is the person that had to hire him in order him to, for him to get back into the league. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so do you think he should have taken a job or yeah. not taken a job? I do. I, I think he should have. I didn't think so at first, but the fact that he's staying with his cause and took the job, then yeah. I think I don't I, I think he should have I think he should have really made the NFL sweat. And 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 look, he can still do two things at once, to your point, Big Flow Show. But I think that by not by taking the job, it and it's not a head coach, right? He was saying specifically. And I think uh, I appreciate the uh, the input, Brother Baysmore. Uh, like we ask you guys always, please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Please subscribe. Uh, we do love when you guys give us the comments. Um, so so thank you for that. But he was he was talking about who were the individually the individually named defendants in the case. And uh, yes, he 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 named the 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 organizations, those teams, as defendants. But let's let's call a spade and a spade. the NFL and, and the NFL. NFL. But like, and, but we don't look at them as independent and apart from the NFL. You sue one of them, you suing them all, right? That is the billionaire boy club when it comes to those owners. And the same hiring practices, the same implementation or lack thereof of the Rooney Rule that one team uses, all of them to use, right? And so I I thought by taking the job, he relieved a little bit of the pressure from the NFL in general because. Um, now the man that is, is the plaintiff in this case and the source of this class action, uh, complaint is in the NFL and he has a job. Is he a head coach? No, but to create a, a role for him and to have a senior in front of that role, still a good living. So I, I, I thought he shouldn't take the job, but, I, but I'm happy to see that you already passed he took millions. the job. You already passed up the millions. Now you don't want the man to pay the bills. I think if yeah, you look at if you look at Kaepernick, right, and you look at that situation, Kaepernick started, excuse me, to lose support because people are like, he doesn't really want to get back in the NFL. He's just trying to, you know, he wants to be a martyr. That's his professional Fair. job right now is to be the martyr and not get in the NFL. Flores is saying, look, I want to work, man, and I'm this, being denied. He said, so he I'm, said, I'm special. I, I'm I'm born for this. I got a gift, and I want to share it. So you're, you're – t- yeah. You're going to take this job, man, you know, because yeah. I want to coach. I, this is what I want to do. I'm not just here to make noise. I want yeah. to work. I needed I'll a coach. Lesser job. I had I to could, take a lesser job. I it's almost further him. proof. I had I to take a lesser job than right. I should. I'm I com- he's coach, committed. assistant coach because yeah. I had to find some place to work, and I'm willing to do that, but I'm suing the hell out of y'all anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I could not have paid him, but I needed a job. I needed a coach. He could have came and helped me with my staff. <laughs> and I know yeah. that it's been, you know, because we go back and forth by way of text, too. Some say – uh, and I ain't gonna tell them nobody. I ain't no snitch. I ain't gonna tell nobody in the group text. But even beyond just the group text, some say that it would have been perfect time for him to go take a job at the HBCU if you really bothered about it, right? Well, um, right. Well, I, I mean, I think that's the that's the piece, right? Like he wants to coach. So, so I look at it. 
when I saw it, I was like, why would you take that job? Because one, you're still in the machine and you're you're basically helping to make a case or or potentially giving the NFL an opportunity to strengthen their case against you or to weaken your case right. as a result of, you know, not having collusion or that we're not racist or whatever it is. But, you know, I also, we talk a lot on this show about, about mental health, right? And so when I think about it, him going through this major, major issue very publicly, not having a job, there's a there's definitely a tax to that, right? There's a mental stress that comes to that, and all he literally wants to do is coach. So this is an opportunity where it's also like kind of a safe space, right? He's he's being supported by a colleague, a friend, somebody that can identify with his reality, and and it allows him to focus on the game. It allows him right. to focus on what he loves to do while he's fighting this fight. So from a mental health standpoint, I think it's probably the best move like just stay active like stay in the game stay in the stay in the league and keep man playing. i get it but man you better smoke one i mean a cigar of course uh -oh. <laughs> cigar. this is the one the thing about this is the one to to your point uh etp this is the one staff that he could join where it's not a setup right like, every right. other he job not looking he took, over you'd be like shoulder. man that's a setup he right. went to the one place he could go and say all right well i know this ain't a setup because yeah man, all right you get your just... hands out my pocket this might be the <laughs> ultimate setup no I I, <laughs> I I i i'm not going to do that I mean, here i am my conspiracy theory I think that because Mike Tomlin has such job security and is comfortable where he is, comfortable in his career, and you talk about someone said Flores got the receipts, so does so does Mike Tomlin. He's got the receipts because in 15 years there, he's yet to have a losing season. Uh, so he's got the receipts for why he deserves to be a coach. But most coaches, black coaches especially, just based on the history, not making it all about race, but if we have the conversation, let's have the conversation. Don't have the same leash that. Um, most other coaches have when it comes to being able to lose a few games and still build something special. Um, Brian Flores had two winning seasons with what I've called a very underwhelming roster with what I would call a very underwhelming go-to at the quarterback position. Uh, and yet he still got fired. So I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't like that he took the job, but I, I get your point fully. Uh, let, let's let's hop into a few other things today, man, because I think Brian Flores is going to be a story that we can talk about for a long time. Uh, is it, it just in general? Is there a certain number hush money that you would take if whatever job you are, career you're in, says you got to sign this so you don't sue me, so you don't tell all the secrets? Is, is what's the number Depends right now? <laughs> like right like right now right this 28 dollars you give me 28 dollars right <laughs> i mean yeah like in in different times that number is not that imp like that number right. is not that high but in certain you know i like to your point like i think it's how much am i going to be able to sleep at night like how big is the violation where like sometimes money money isn't going to solve that like you could be sitting on stacks you could plank on a million and if you can't go to sleep at night feeling like all right i'll live with that ah it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have with yourself man it's a yeah. hard conversation but if you throw 10 mil at me get a better bed <laughs> is directly correlated to how many people saw you get violated right right 
Like Fair. If, if somebody calls you something bad in the bathroom, it's just the two of y'all, and you have a little settlement, and we keep it to us. Right. You can work it out. But if I'm still, but you still got to eat that. You still got to eat that. If I'm at the stage at the at the at the sales convention and and somebody really clowns me and everybody does it, my pride, I won't be able to sleep. I got to get you. I can't get the hush money. And and this is what I love about the woke uh, folk, and 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 hopefully all of us are woke to a certain degree. But I'm talking about that extreme woke community uh, on Black Twitter. Uh, People really, really took him to task. Uh, but when the numbers in front of you, when the dollars come out, that's when the truth comes out. And I'm going to ask the audience as well. For the live audience, I'm going to ask you the same question. What's the number? And some might look at it as that you are compromising your values, that you are selling out for a few cents. Uh, but, you know, I mean. You, I've been you, through a lot, you, man. I've been through a lot. Ain't <laughs> no single value going to pay us. I've been through a lot. If racism is going to buy me a private island, I don't know that I'm going to say no to that. (laughs) Sometimes your only payment in life has been to smack somebody for what they said or what they did. You trying to give me some bread? We're going to get to that story in a little bit. You're smacking somebody. That's uh, Jawan Howard. So for those of you who who don't know, because we haven't had the Jawan Howard conversation really thoroughly and fleshed out on this mm-hmm. show so it's coming and best believe we gonna have that conversation but before we do man let's talk about the all-star game let's hop into it quickly um because you know we, we gotta talk about it I, I i see some i see some of these responses coming in uh character factors into taking hush money very true very true uh what number did cap accept i think his settlement was undisclosed I know that there's yeah, never that's, shut a, up, that's so. a sealed that's a sealed deal. So you know the money, whatever it was, it it gagged him forever. <laughs> yeah. So not only did he stop talking about the NFL and its collusion against his employment, but he he done he won't even talk about the settlement. Yeah. Uh, and but to his credit, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about him as well. He's done great things with it. So that's my that's my thing. And I know people look at it as a binary uh, decision. Either I, I I remain woke and, and stand on my principles and my values, or I sell out and take the money. But the truth of the matter is someone like Kaepernick has taken the money and done great things for causes that he truly believes in. So um, while the money that we're talking about is the one that, that, to get us to next year and make sure we can pay our bills and and, and, and buy groceries, um, there are there are amounts. That that put you in a, in, a, in a position such that you can really make a change, uh, and so I, we shall see uh, when it when it comes to uh, how this this plays out. But I think the NFL ultimately settles with Brian Flores as well, uh, and so he he's going to come to a decision uh, 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 because the NFL is not going to open its books; it's not going to avail itself the big bad corporation that it is, to share emails. Discovery and the subpoenas that come within Discovery and all the things that could be included is a really dangerous place to be for the NFL. So if this lawsuit has any merit whatsoever and it starts passing the motions, the summary judgment, we get more substantively into what potentially could be trial you better believe that brian flores is gonna have a decision to make too they're gonna start writing the money you're like look man take this bank bro take this bank 
They go, the NFL is going to offer up the coach from uh, or the owner from Miami. They go, he's going to be the next uh, Gruden to try to hide everything. They're going to investigate him. They're going to focus on the fact that he paid him to lose, and they're going to say the shame. And he's going to be they. Hey, they sell you out. It's thirty. Wait. It's thirty-one versus one. It is. Hey, sorry, boss. You got to go. Yeah, <laughs> happened in the NBA. Short, yeah, short selling stock. Whatever company. How, how Donald Sterling, boy. They, Donald Sterling found out quick. It's like, nah, bro. We ain't riding you on this one. You got caught on uh, a Hot recording money. on a tape yeah. saying it. Now we say it all the time to each other, but that's in person. That's on the phone. You got caught, man. You got see, caught. see that's the. Uh, and and maybe we talk about this another show, but like the the structure of ownership in general is is a bit flawed, right? Like you can own like Donald Sterling could own the Clippers for fifty years, never make the playoffs, never be five hundred, no issue. Like just do what you do. Like there's no repercussions for it. You could still own the team. You could be a failing business for an eternal amount of time as long as your name is still on the you know, the title or the articles of incorporation and there's no penalty for it. So I think you like they do in soccer, like kick you down to the D league. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you get 20 years to win a chip. If you don't win a chip, you got to give up the squad. Like I feel like you're talking about my Browns right now, bro. So I'm going to move on (laughs) to next time. I feel like that just got personal. Like you, you didn't say it, but I felt it. I felt you was talking about. It looked like a size 13 to you. Right. It's the straight up, man. Put the shoe on. It fit. It fit. Uh, let's hop into the All-Star game, man, because NBA All-Star was this last weekend, and I thought it was, from a game perspective, uh, because they have changed the rules and made it more competitive, and we've said that the NFL Pro Bowl needs to probably uh, revisit its structure, because uh, the NBA All-Star game, just from an on-the-court competitive standpoint, I think it's found the right recipe. Uh, with, with, with their ending and how they do it, I think they found the right recipe. But the entire weekend, I think, left a little to desire. Uh, the dunk contest has been – it's been abysmal, man, for the last several years. Uh, I, the Zach Levine year, him and Gordon, I think, was the last year where you saw – while they weren't superstars, you know, Zach Levine is now in the All-Star game. Gordon's had great seasons. They were rising superstars. But the the quality of the dunk contest when they were in it was comparable and even better than some of the, the, the dunk contests that we think are legendary. Like, them two dudes went at it. You compare that to what we saw. I mean, Cole Anthony putting on some Timberlands. It's becoming like the WWE. <laughs> it took him forever to put him on some construction Tims. He couldn't dunk the ball in the Tims, which is like, duh, Captain Obvious. Bro, you got on Tims. Not to mention that the organization, the franchise had to be looking like, yo, he about to bust his Achilles out there. They're Tims. And I get the whole tribute to New York, but it was it was, it was a bit much, Right. And, and you thought that that would be the worst of it, but then the dunks just got progressively worse. And it was, you know, sort of winning by losing. I, I didn't like it. And I'm in good company. No one liked it. So where are we at with the All-Star Weekend? Well, I think with the dunk contest specifically, we're, we're up against a couple factors. The first one is we've seen some, we've potentially seen everything, everything. right? Like we've potentially seen 
everything. But at the same time, we thought we saw it all. Vince Carter came in, you know, Blake Griffin, Zach Levine. Like, there's creativity that continues to evolve. But the big thing, and and it's funny because, you know, Dwayne Wade and Reggie Miller, for two days of the whole All-Star Weekend, were talking about how trash the dunk contest was and putting it on the contestants when, like, LeBron ain't never been in a dunk contest. John Morant wasn't in the dunk contest this year. Anthony Edwards wasn't in the dunk contest this year. And he's basically jumped over three players in his career of three years, right? Like, so the the, the talent that can actually make this a reputable contest, there's not enough incentive. So the league is just letting it die, essentially, because they can't provide enough incentive for the for the actual stars that can make this a reputable contest to actually make it a highlight reel. Right. Instead, they got you got players that are like, I could use another endorsement deal. I'm not getting my paychecks. Not I'm on a rookie contract. Like they're good dunkers. Like Obi Toppin is a really good in game dunker, but he's not John Morant. He's not <laughs> Anthony Edwards. He's not LeBron James. I think the fans being engaged and being able to almost vote for who they want to see in the dunk contest would, would be compelling. And you can't force someone to do it, but I think that would be a compelling no storyline. But there's so so many people that you would want to see. And when you say Edwards, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You're young, vibrant. You ju- like, you're dunking over everybody. Uh, I just don't know why they, they're not engaged. And maybe it's because, like you there's said, not from a financial incentive. standpoint, no incentive. Like, may- maybe if you up the money, uh, or, or there's got to be something there. Hush money, baby. Maybe, <laughs> maybe money. even go, maybe even do like the game did is, is start doing some charity stuff. Like, do it, dump, you know. We'll donate to your charity or something, make these people feel some sort of a, a obligation. Has anyone ever gotten hurt in the dunk contest that, that in, in the past that we can think about? No, I've, I yeah. don't no, Nothing serious, nothing yeah, severe. I've never seen anybody get hurt. Yeah, so I mean, why, you, point, you wonder, like, that, what's the risk? What, yeah, I think it's more the risk of the reputation. People are more yeah. afraid of, of not performing up to expectations and the risk of the reputation, doing something yeah. silly like going out in there some Timberlands or something like that. Oh, wait a minute, that happened. That's not but like, okay, yeah, the, the brand expectation, the, the risk to the brand for sure. Yeah, like if LeBron, if LeBron is in the dunk contest, that could hurt if he doesn't. To- I mean, the expectations are that high, right? But like when Kobe won the dunk contest, Kobe wasn't Kobe like Kobe was throughout his career. Like it was early days of Kobe. So the the expectations weren't as high. But that being said, like you said, Anthony Edwards, we don't know what he's going to be. Why yeah. isn't he in it? The incentives just aren't there. They the, the contracts must just be too big. Where they're like, I don't need whatever and then, grand. Or whatever he he got paying. to he he got to a level of near excellence rather quickly though, because one could have argued that he should have been an All Star this year, which was quicker than Zach Levine. Because I wanted to say mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of Zach Levine before Zach Levine became an All Star. But I think Anthony Edwards got there a lot quicker. But the money is so astronomical that. I don't think it's going to be it, – it, it almost might be this. Pick a pick – a, not only pick a, a charity, but pick a family member. And we'll support that family member's business idea. You know we'll take him off fam- your books. We'll take him off your books. Right. We're going to help you avoid those calls from Cousin Ned or Cousin right. Junebug. We pick one family member – and we're gonna pay them X amount of dollars. We're gonna we're gonna support their right. business, right? Because it's, right. It's, for some reason, it doesn't seem like there's any real buy-in to the the dunk contest. 
And I don't, right. I don't know why. I just don't. But know why? why? I mean, why not also have give it, a, have it be an NIL deal, right? Like have a brand, have a brand deal guaranteed just for competing in the dunk contest. Something, something. There's got to be some for type winning. Of you got to win it, right? No, I mean, just to be in, in it. No, LeBron was never in the dunk Look contest. Marvin Baysmore was tell, spreading lies. Yeah, I don't think LeBron was ever in it. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobe, uh, Kobe won it. LeBron was never in it. It was always a topic of discussion early in his career, but never, never did it. The biggest names in recent history, recent basketball history, are are definitely, you know, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter. Vince Carter was at that point still uh, on the trajectory to be a star. Dwight Howard, he was a Dwight star. Howard did it in his prime yeah. and won it. Dwight Howard went in his prime. I'll give you that. At that point, Dwight, Dwight Howard was a perennial all-star. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blake but, Griffin, kind of. Blake Griffin. Lob City, like, they, he was big at that time. Big, yeah. Yeah. I, what really makes questions to me is the three-point contest. No risk, no whatever. Don't you want to see KD and, and Steph Curry battle it out to see who's the best shooter in the NBA? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want that belt? But, like they, but, Steph Curry but they've done it. But he Steph it. did it. Clay did was it. in it. Like, yeah. but should never stop. Trey Young. Trey Young did it this year. Like Steph should be like, I'm still the best ever. Nobody can stop. No one can hold me. I'm gonna shoot this three. You know what I mean? Steph Steve, Curry can really get sexy with it too. He could turn Steve around. Steve Nash. Dude. Steve Nash is one of the celebrities that kept on doing it. Not celebrities, but but you know, yeah. stars, all stars. They kept on doing it. Larry Bird kept on doing it. But it just, I, I guess, with the money that they have, like they, they want to get to. The all-star city and party. And as Mr. Excessive Celebration, I sure get it, y'all. I do. I do. So maybe they need to, like, make it, I don't know, like, pre-recorded, make it a daytime. Because I think that that by the time the night comes, they're like, man, I'm not here to work. I'm here to party. I got 82 games. This is my weekend to just chill, relax, put my feet up, and do whatever it is that I do. Uh, and I don't think they want to look like they don't want to work. Like they don't want to do anything that could be perceived as work because that's their chill time. That, that's the only justification justification I can have for it. Um, getting into the game itself, LeBron hit the game winner. The game was in Cleveland. The halftime show was the introduction of the top seventy-five list of all time. To see Michael Jordan giving bear hugs and to see the interaction between the booty uh, squeezes, <laughs> allegedly, that, that might have just been he might have been taking his hand down. We've got fo- we've got visual like, evidence. Like, is that what we're doing now? We're yeah. squeezing booties. Huh? That's what we're doing. It is Mary J, man. Like you know, you got you figure Michael Jordan looks to certain iconic people too as icons. So it's Mary J. He felt like here's my chance. Uh, doing more than looking, <laughs> doing way more than looking. Uh, but it the top 75. I know that there's been debate about who got shunned. Uh, were people not as hot? Because I don't, I don't see any list where Kobe Bryant's not in the top five. I just don't, it, that doesn't make sense to me. And I think with time, he gets into the top five, right? LeBron being two makes sense, but Kobe not being in top five doesn't make sense. Was there anything that stood out in the top 75 before we move on that you you felt like, nah, this this ain't right? Or maybe the exact opposite. They absolutely got this right. So two two things. One is it's hard. It's well, three things. One is Steph Curry was on the voting committee for the top 75, which I think is crazy. Like, why you voted so you are a candidate. 
I understand if you were in the top 50, like you're already cemented, right? You get your legacy. You already get like brought George into the top 75, right? Like anybody that was in the top 50, you can vote on the next 25 because it doesn't impact you personally directly, right? But Steph Curry's on the committee. That that was crazy. I think the um, the other part of it was it's really hard to like give somebody that's done like half their career and already be getting you know, anointed as the top 75 players in the history of the game. Like, so that's where you get it. It's really, it becomes really funky where it's like, does Dame, does Dame uh, Lillard get in, but Clay doesn't get in, but Kyrie doesn't get in, but you know what I mean? Like there's just all these different, the nuance of it is really hard when it's, you know, your career is not even over to be part of or not part of that, that list. Right. And then the last thing is, Scottie Pippen didn't want no smoke with Michael Jordan and didn't show up to the ceremony, which is like, like a sucker move. <laughs> yeah, hey, supposed, you said you're, the, you're saying you're the greatest ever, but, but you Isaiah come to did. The... Isaiah walked up and talked to Magic right in front of, of, of MJ, like, "Hey, man, I ain't scared of you. I like <laughs> Isaiah is the persona non grata when it comes to top seventy five, as it looked right. Everyone centered mm-hmm. around MJ, and they know the beef between MJ and Zeke, but." Zeke, man, he's straight Chicago, bro. I, there's something about Zeke that I, I really, really like. He's a, I and I know you're going to say he's a sucker and he's still bitter and he didn't shake hands and all that. But that's like, you know, you a Chicago dude, man. You got to kind of be proud of the fact that while all y'all are revered in Michael Jordan's essence, the mere mention of MJ, wearing his shoes and all that, like, I don't like dude and I'm okay with showing it. I kind of like that with Zeke. But then he looked like a punk. He over there trying to whisper to Magic. Magic was like, okay, okay, whatever. And then they start laughing. They like, clowned him. They made <laughs> they him look like him. a mark. Zeke don't care. Zeke don't care. He don't care. He should. Just go about your business. How about your boy uh, uh, KG, Sean and KG? Jesus Shuttleworth walked by and didn't say nothing. But they showed a picture of them together afterwards. But KG is petty too. I like KG's pettiness as well. Uh, also spent some time in Chicago. <laughs> He's Chicago, yeah. man. Uh, you know, right. I think there's a, a, an occurring theme here. Uh, but KG and uh, Paul Pierce, uh, even in recent conversations, they still keep talking about this super team thing. Like they didn't, they weren't the ones who started it. They started. I, I think they're more disconnected with reality when it comes to that. Like they, 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 yeah, just, the, they the started. Caveat, they st- so, so they, they started. so they, so they, so they. Hundred percent. I mean, look, really. I mean, why are we forgetting that? Like Jerry Krause put together Jordan, Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Like that's drafted Pippen, though. You drafted Pippen and Dennis Rodman. Okay, all right, all right. But but so as a blueprint for the current era, of course, the that Celtics team. Hundred. But they did not. They did not architect that. Right. Like Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and uh, Ray Allen didn't sit down and say. This is how we're gonna make it work in free agency. You don't think KG so? got traded. KG got traded. Ray Allen got picked up. Like this was this was done by the organization versus being driven by the players. So it was the blueprint to be like, that's how you win a championship. And LeBron being the like <laughs> player GM that he is, and and the the collective that he had, they sat down and they architected that reality as as empowered players. That's the difference. But like, absolutely, that's the empower players and agents and and i will agree with you in the sense that agents and their relationship and ability to have their hands in several pockets at the same time 
and understanding relationships was a bigger part of my Miami Heat getting it done than it was with the Celtics. But I, I just think it's disingenuous that the players themselves look at what Ray Allen did as being a traitor or being some somehow compromising. I mean, it's the same. The it's the like, same perception of KD, right? Like it's the same KD, KD going to Golden nice. State. Like it's no different, right? If you're gonna condemn KD for going to Golden State, then the Ray Allen, like that energy, keep that same energy for Ray Allen, or vice versa. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to, you have to sit there and be like, either I'm cool with KD get, getting smacked by Golden State and then going to play with them, but then I'm also cool with Ray Allen getting smacked by Miami and going to play with them. Like, right, fair. Um, and and as far as Steph Curry being on the committee to vote. That's just that light skin stuff, man. They get the, they got got the light skin privileges, my brother. Relax. Straight up light skin. Relax. Um, top seventy five also qualifications brought out, are qualifications, my man. Friend. Straight up, you know, <laughs> light skin thing, man. How you gonna Relax. let the brother vote hey. on himself, boy? I tell you, <laughs> uh, that is a joke. For all of you who are new, we do not believe in colorism here. That is a no, joke. Between me we understand, friends. man. You you got a complex. Hey, we're letting you letting, hey. we're letting you vent on it. Hey, I hate the winter because I don't get dark enough, baby. I'm trying to, I'm coming for you, Wesley. I'm going to be the blackest man on the planet. Hey, so this question, because the top 75 is also Whooping brought Goldberg's out. lips. Yeah. <laughs> this, this question is also, the top 75 is also brought out this question. It comes to LBJ and playing with his son, Bronny. And we have seen now, by way of social media and the graphic artists of the world, have designed almost every team with a picture of LeBron and Bronny. They reimagined it with their jersey on it. I've seen one in almost every team. Cleveland was the one that I saw first, but every team said it seems as though LeBron saying that his goal to play with Bronny is also a version of tampering. Because some team is going to jump out the window and draft Bronny. Not because they think Bronny is the answer. I imagine based on what I've seen thus far, and this is no diss to Bronny because being a draft pick in the NBA is a, 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 a an honor. But I imagine he's a second-round draft pick. Just based on what I see, and I'm not an NBA scout, just based on what I see, right? And look at his rankings. I think he's ranked in his class – like in the, maybe 25 and 30, he's in there. But that normally translates to a second-round draft pick. So is it or is it not tampering that LeBron is being so vocal and outspoken that his goal is to play with Bronny? Because some team is going to draft Bronny with, the, with the, the, the almost promise and certainty that they get LeBron on his last leg but indeed you get lebron and all the fanfare and all the attention and all the national televised games and all the new sponsorship and all the do the the, the, the etc that comes with that is that not tampering do they call tampering now when nfl or nba players say they want to play with each other is that considered tampering or is that just something that gets put i, I on think it? if they take active steps to make it happen. What they're trying to prevent is what happened in Miami. Because if that happened today, that's considered tampering. Because what there was does? an agent involved that had commonality there, that had relationships with teams, that knew how to have the conversations to make it happen before it happened. That's tampering. 
But if LeBron says right now, I want to play with CP3, is that tampering? No. So then how could it be tampering if he wants to play with somebody who's not even in the it's, league? It's yet? also hard, like it's his kid, right? Because it's like, are you violating NCAA guidelines because you give your son a car for his birthday? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And you went to the same college. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, congratulations. You're going to whatever college, right? Mm-hmm. Like, All right. So it, beyond, the ta- beyond the tampering, do you think it's like tacky, taboo to keep saying it? No. Look, I want to play with my son, too. And so what I, I mean, do, look, like, if you want your son to be a first round, one of us is eligible for the league right now. <laughs> right. I think it's fantastic. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? First of all, yeah. Bronny is, is a, I watched him play before. I watched him play as a youth. I watched him play a couple weeks ago. He's a pretty good player. You know what I mean? He, he, he hit like six threes, but like he didn't do anything different. He definitely wasn't the best basketball player in the gym by, by hey, a long just shot. Just be careful what you say. Cause LeBron can get us yanked from any airway. Just be me. careful. I'll, Don't LeBron, say nothing negative. I think I got a pair of your shoes somewhere in the closet. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think uh, at the end of the day, like he's he's good, but he was nowhere near the best on the court for either team. To say like I want to play with him in the NBA is, I mean, he has not proven to be like a definite pro by to any. Me, it's hush he money, is man. he is when you draft two <laughs> when you get LeBron James on a one year deal. Me too. He's LeBron, a he's a lottery. Don't pick you want to play with point. me a little bit, LeBron? Just a say. <laughs> Is this not hush money? Is it not under the table? I am giving you the promise that I'm coming to if you indeed do what I hope you do and draft my son. I mean, if, 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 the, if the Ball Brothers can't get Jello on the team. <laughs> but but that's being orchestrated by a man. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe that's trying. Right. He's been out there. Look at Giannis. Giannis is even Giannis's brother Hair. Hair. Is, is on Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not saying he's not. And, and, and I don't even go as far as because I watch this track. They don't have both the same parents, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They, <laughs> they don't they, favor like that. Nah, man. All three of them do because I saw the skills challenge and the one that's in the G League with garbage. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. But they don't have the same people, man. Somebody. At least, the, at least right. The they don't have that, the same. They don't have the same trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Something's different about them. I don't know. The Their shooting coaches are totally on different budgets. <laughs> <laughs> one's a lot more athletic and, and got shaped into an all-star the other one the one that plays for the bucks is big enough to play a ben wallace type game and be brolic so i'm not gonna say he doesn't belong in the nba uh but <laughs> not not this i'm not gonna yeah. say it but if you just read what i wrote on the paper right, right. here <laughs> Uh, I won't say it. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. Look, I, I like LeBron. I love the four years that he spent in Miami. Those were like glory years as a Miami Heat fan. 50%. I can tolerate him other than that. I can tolerate him other than that. But I just think it's, it, it might be going too far. And I think a team is going to jump out there and take Bronny because of all the fanfare that comes with it and the plot that is Bronny playing with his dad versus, you know, that that's going to take a spot. And I guess life is is like that. I'm always saying life ain't fair, but somebody is not going to get drafted because a team is going to think, hey, man, I get LeBron with Bronny, so I'm going to use this draft pick on Bronny James. And chances are it might even come late first round. He's going to get, you know, the boost of all of this talk about his dad playing wherever he played. That's a part of the draft decision. And I'm, that might be too far for me. How he gonna get treated though? If, man, you only here because your daddy here, boy. <laughs> Somebody gonna get it. 
That check will clear. I don't care how I got here. It's guaranteed, baby. I'm getting guaranteed. And then and then it's up to him. And then it's up to him to to prove his, you know, prove his presence. But he's gonna be in the first round. If he wasn't in the first round before LeBron made that proclamation, he is now. And that's all there is to it. And it's wherever. And 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 then we start talking about tampering because there's gonna be conversations where they're gonna be like, LeBron, you cool with like playing in okc and I'm like nah dog i'm not doing that don't draft my son because my son's like it's gonna be a problem like that's when i think that's when the tampering starts to come into play like where does he want to be and how much is he going to influence that draft pick for the powers that be those who are on lebron's payroll just know that i'm not saying this independently i'm reading it from one of our contributors what's up good bro says uh Bronny is not a one-and-done college player. What I think he's trying to say is he's not the caliber of player. That well, he can't go straight to the league. Right. Right. And so if that's the case, because I don't know how, how long LeBron got left, but what I think my good brother Kevin is saying is that when you think of one-and-done players, you think of people that when you're watching them in high school, it's so clear that they are, are head and shoulders better than everybody else physically and skill-wise. And that's not what you see when you see Bronny. Yet, I would have to disagree because theoretically he's not a one-and-done player. But I think practically he will be a one-and-done player. So, so because that, of the, the, because of the LeBron. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yo, this comment about Robert Parrish in the league Robert Parrish is a top seventy-five of all-time player. <laughs> so yeah, but but all right, but, <laughs> like but we say that LeBron, Bronny James is going to be top seventy-five. But I think the point is, is that when you think of those Celtics teams, and you think of Robert Parrish, while the Chief was a great player and a top seventy-five, let's be honest, he's top seventy-five because you look at the center position, it is it has changed drastically. He's a top seventy-five because those teams won championships, and that gets factored in, although it want. shouldn't. Robert Parrish is not who you think of on that team. That's not who you think of. Matter of fact, I'm going DJ. I'm going Dennis. Like Robert Parrish played a role. I think the point is is that he's a role player, which I think you said as well, Big Flow. Yet we're talking about him like he's a a, a, a once in a in, in a lifetime type high school player that automatically should be a one and done, and that is a shoe in to be a draft pick because of something connected to his prowess on the court. And that's not true. I think the point is, is the Robert Parrish point is made. Yes, he's top 75, but, but he's not a transformational player yet. We're having discussions about a junior in high school. Normally you don't do that unless he's a transformational, you know, once in a generation type player like his dad. Now he happens to be an offspring of said quality of player, generational player, yeah. Right, but him himself, he himself is not that fair or not, not yet. fair. Not and not yet. Maybe he maybe he becomes that. Maybe right. Most juniors in high school, you know already, unless they have one of those freak growth spurts of six inches in one year, they don't become that. Russell Westbrook, fair. He. he he grew out of out AD. of the blue, no, Mr. Really? Glass. Mr. Glass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that. But just to your point, they, the they're growing. But like, I mean, Russ. What was Russ like? Five ten. Now he's six three. Like, 
I mean, Bronny's already 6'2", right? Russ, but Russ was a 5'10 athletic freak. Bronny's not right, who, who also wasn't wasn't getting any looks in high school, fair, really. Fair, fair, fair. And ended up at UCLA. So at least give it another year and figure out whether or not Bronny becomes that as a prospect. If I, I, I don't know, man. I think the sideshow conversation needs to be fleshed out because we already said that LeBron's a, a player GM but I'm going to say he's a player commissioner at this point. He's almost dictating that someone has an absolute guaranteed shot in the NBA. Who does that? LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron is the James. LeBron James. You got man. He's just a, a one song out there that just says LeBron James name over and over again. LeBron James. Yeah. That's when you know I mean, he made it, baby. And, and, it and he may leverage that into ownership, right? It's like, look. I'll come there for the one deal and eh, let's talk about who takes on this team after. Cause that's his goal, right? He wants to own a team. So th- this whole thing could just be a long chess game. Yeah. Which it probably is. Uh, shout out to him, man, because Lord knows several AAU dads are on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, selling, selling their son and saying are talking about what they could do none have been as, as effective as, as lebron james we call him Bronny. when he walks into a gym everybody is at attention and i would call him a better than average high school basketball player that is almost a guaranteed one and done so shout out to lebron man hey man the power of lbj baby Mm-hmm. LeBron James. LeBron um, don't have five years left in the league, so he, yeah. he better be a one and done. I think it's his own version of hush money, though, man. It's almost like you know this is gonna happen. It's under the table. It's already set in stone. Ain't nothing none of y'all can do about it because I'm LeBron James, and that is my offspring. Hey, man, capitalism is how it works, dog. I guess, man. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism, man, somebody capitalized off of that right hook. Uh, a right hook that was more of a mush push. More of a mush push. Mush push. You got the bush push. You got the mush push. The mush push was one of the Fab Five. Uh, and in this episode of Hush Money, the infamous punch that wasn't a punch. It was more of a mush push at the conclusion of the game. That initially was because of a timeout taken late in the game. And we can get quickly into whether or not it should have upset him or not. I think it should. I, I, I get what he was pissed off by. And, and and maybe he didn't know the rule. Whatever. We get into that quickly, but that's been asked and answered, and people have, have, have deliberated that for a while. So I also want to get more substantively into the consequences because uh, I posted whether or not the – Punishment fit the crime, and I, I got some really interesting responses. Some people think that Juwan Howard should have absolutely been fired. Uh, some people think that the suspension and the $40,000, he got suspended for the rest of the, 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 the regular season, which right. amounts to five games. He got fined $40,000, which, you know, he probably got that in his sock. When they said it, he pulled it out of his sock. He got that $40,000. That's not a big thing. But his reputation is stained forever. Um, you, 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 you cool. like forever. We always gonna talk. I mean, just like we talk about Jawan Howard's timeout. I think I'm. Mean, excuse me, uh, Chris Webber's timeout. 
we are going to talk about the timeout that was the catalyst behind that mush push. Well, this is the second time. This is now this is now a, a trend, right? Because last was fight, it last he, he season. Argued or... with the dude the last time. No, we'll but it but him. it got it got it's it got escalated. heated. We got heated it with got, the Maryland. Yeah. Right. You say he's one step closer to serial killer. It's an escalation pattern. <laughs> You're looking at that's what we're saying. It's a gateway. It's, it's right. a gateway. Are we watching <laughs> something here right before our eyes? <laughs> right. Uh, we, he was such a nice neighbor. I never right. expected it. He starts smacking people in the handshake line. But with Coach Garrett into the into the arena, <laughs> but with Coach, with, with Coach uh, Guard from Wisconsin, they had what I would call an up close and personal interaction. I thought Coach Guard put his hands on Juwan, which if you're gonna punch somebody, that should be the moment. Uh, and it didn't; it got broken up. There are people, but if that's so it, that's if, if if you're gonna punch somebody, but we ever talked about what the assistant coach said. Like no one has come forward and said because there was something that reignited the anger and the fervor of Juwan, and the I think he said something about the timeout. I think he brought up the Fab Five. You know, you told him to call timeout. We know you was come on. You just mad. You just mad because we still had timeouts, right? You mad about this timeout? (laughs) Why you that same? Listen, just because we managed our timeouts. We know how to manage our timeouts. But Sorry. I was talking about what was said, right? And 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 whatever was said also was a trigger for the players because two of the players got suspended. They threw quick rabbit punches. They've been wanting to fight, though. You know they, what? They've they been wanting to fight all game. Loose, you thought that's what, I thought that's what we were doing. Right. Oh, we're not slapping people. Right. <laughs> they mad, too. They lost. It doesn't take much to get a player to snap. <laughs> yeah, they snap quick. Uh, so with all the suspensions uh, on the other side of it, and let's talk about sort of the reaction to the reaction. The reaction that is infamous is Juwan's how reaction to the timeout, reaction to whatever the assistant coach said, reaction to being uh, grabbed and stopped and, and basically sunned a little bit. Like, he's like, nah, you're going to hear why I called this timeout, right? But then there, the other reaction that I'd love to deal with is both the consequences. Was the suspension fair? Should he have been fired? $40,000, right? Uh, the other coach, I think, was uh, fined but not suspended. Mm, yeah. uh, coach Guard. So they said and God was fine, the players, th- Then the players came out and paid tribute, and they wore the old five, five, Fab Five jerseys as a tribute to their coach. And the, the best response for them, because they're in a must-win situation, Michigan, in order to make it into the tournament, is they went out and beat Rutgers uh, last night two nights ago. In a must-win situation, so they the sort of galvanize around. <laughs> they sort of galvanize around. So w- w- let's in no certain order whatsoever. What do you guys think about Jawan Howard? The the reaction to the reaction, and where do we go from here? So the first thing for me is it sucks to get blown out. It sucks to be losing. I but thought you were about to say it sucks to get punched. I was like, you think? Yeah. Yeah, you said Yeah, that's not ideal either. But <laughs> I guess, you know, the, the thing, it it sucks, right? Like, and, and you could definitely be angry about it, frustrated. But, it like, the game is the game, right? If somebody wants to run up the score on you, you know, you could decide if you flagrant foul somebody. You could do something within the bounds of the game if you want. But the idea that, like, the whole the whole idea of gamesmanship or sportsmanship and you shouldn't run up the score or you shouldn't call the timeout like it's within the it's, it's within the realm of the rules right and so i understand that there's you know some level of respect expected but if ah. they have the ability to do it then they can do it right Look, and i it- it's within the rules of driving to change lanes whenever i want to well when you cut me off and you know i'm there i'm going to flick you off 
yes, it's within the rules of the game to be able to call that timeout. But, like, you know, and I heard Seth Greenberg from ESPN say, yeah, I always want to coach my own team. Like, Jawan was still pressing the whole game, and there were walk-ons there. And and, and, and then in the post-game interview, Coach Gar kind of sunned him again. It was like, well, he just I guess he doesn't know the rules. Right? Yeah, but, and, but, and, but it's contrary to the idea of play, like, whistle to whistle – continue to you know be aggressive like it, it's contrary to that i'm not saying that they should have done it i'm saying that the the response to that is should more so be like yeah we put ourselves in a position to to get up, abused in this way right and so so we have to take our responsibility we can't blame another team or another coach for our inability to, to play a respectable game, right? And and so that's where I'm coming from. Obviously, if you're up by 50, it's like, yeah, you don't need to leave your starters in. You don't need to be dunking on everybody. But if you do, if you do. that's you your do. fault. But, <laughs> like, but, but, but so then Coach Guard then, and here's where, and I agree with you, but Coach Guard taking his starters out and putting the walk-ons in, knowing that the game's out of hand, right? Isn't that almost sort of a concession that there are unwritten rules to how you do this? But then you're pressing. That, what are you pressing for? I mean, because they were down 15. They weren't pressing to come back. But they were getting reps, right? And so the idea was he's giving them the ability to, to, to these kids that aren't getting as many minutes, give them some real game experience. On the other side, Let's give you some real game experience. I mean, there's an argument for it. I'm not saying I agree necessarily, but there's an argument for it that doesn't warrant much pushing somebody in the face. At the end of the day, you got a a guy calls a timeout. Juwan gets mad. He doesn't want to shake dude's hand. When people say he put his hands on, he grabbed it, he touched his elbow to stop him to try to talk to him. Juwan roughed him up, put his finger on his face. It's over. If you grab my elbow, B, and and I grab you back, when how did you start it when I smack uh, E later? He didn't even smack guard. He smacks another Why dude. Why I got to get smacked, son? It, well, you got to be the smack. No, I'm okay. just saying that the, the, the – All the, I'm saying is Juwan The energy heightened at that moment. He was mad. He got beat. He smacked the dude. Five-game suspension is fine. Let's get over it. Next topic. You know what I, I mean? Would, I would agree with you if every time he got beat this year, there was a confrontation. There was – Obviously, something in the game that was connected to that timeout that was the initial catalyst behind him being upset. The next step in that is Jawan tried to do the good old blow-by. And in the blow-by, he just said, I'm going to remember that. At that point, now you're saying if you grab me by the, the, the elbow and stop me, if we just if, if if we just go through the mall and you do that, not a problem. But context matters. He didn't smack Gar. I I understand. I understand. Me grabbing you does not lead to you smacking E. Uh, that's why and I would love to hear what the other coach said. Why I gotta keep getting smacked? Well, this is something I didn't smack you though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. Why does this hypothetical? <laughs> what I'm saying of abuse. Huh? You're right, but the, to the, face. the emotions escalated immediately at that moment. Already escalated by way of whom? Both of them, man. So, wait, hold on. Are you basically saying that he deserved to, he earned the right to smack somebody because they called a timeout? Is that is that your <laughs> no, point? No, <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, well, I would normally say that, but I can't <laughs> like, say Well, maybe. So I can't. <laughs> well, people are listening right now. People are listening, so I can't. God, I didn't say it, but I wrote it down. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is this. Is that let's not pretend like just out of the blue, 
Jawar Howard became some out of control, angry black man. Let's just at least connect the dots and connect the dots in a way that 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 we're being honest. I think that there's a little bit of dishonesty when people are talking about it because there are unwritten rules. One of the unwritten rules is you take your starters out. Another one of the unwritten rules is with less than a minute left and you're up 15, who cares if you get a backcourt? You're up 15. And so I think, and then the other rule is, is that, look, even if you disagree with it, don't try to then belittle or question another coach's basketball acumen on the microphone. Well, he just didn't know the rules. And so while I was, if, if with all of those things, I just think that guard is kind of, and he's only fined $10,000. No one's what talking about guard. Say? Say again. You just smack my homeboy. You thought I'm just going to come to a press conference and say, well, I really shouldn't call a timeout and I shouldn't have touched his elbow. Ah, he's no, mad I too. Said, I think he's you could have said that. My I, guy, man. I think you could have said that he, look, he got upset about something that I did. I thought that it was the right thing to do. I wish it wouldn't have happened. Cool. What you don't do is, because no, so no, I'm sure that guard has made mistakes. Let's say, let's assume that he's right and Jawan Howard didn't know the rule. Guards made mistakes. From a, just a professionalism standpoint, you don't question someone else's basketball acumen. Just like I wouldn't want Jawan Howard to say, yeah, but I played in the NBA for 13 years. Like, I know more basketball than this. You know, I forgot more basketball than this dude knows because we would look at that as like, bro, that's a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. Another cheap shot. I just think it was. I don't think Jawan Howard should mad. be fired. He just, there was just an altercation. He lost... He, lost, he knew he was about to lose one of his guards for a fight that did happen. His boy just got smacked. You know he's going to be like, you got me smacked. You call over and told you not to call the damn timeout. You got me smacked. Is everybody mad, but everybody be so judgmental. Everything worked out the right way. Juwan should have got suspended five game. Guard should have got spot the 10,000. We'll all move on to the tournament. Everybody hope they can win and get a nice draw. And, and uh, Is Wisconsin going to the tournament? No. Wisconsin is going to tournament. Wisconsin, let's say Michigan make it go. But I mean, come on, man. We trying to we trying too hard now. We're so doing so much. all right. So I'm gonna give you a reaction to the reaction to the reaction. So okay. you guys probably think that Jawan Howard should have apologized then. Because he did apologize. He apologized to the dude who got smacked. He apologized and in our hypothetical, that would be E. He apologized he to his family. You, That's three. That's three, son. <laughs> he apologized to his family. Sorry for smacking you in front of everybody. Uh, and, and, you know, he obviously apologized to the Michigan, Michigan faithful and said, he said all the right things. Yeah. And, and y'all think he should have apologized? Yeah. I think he should have definitely man. apologized to Michigan, the Michigan conglomerate, right? Like he lost his cool. Whether or not he apologized to somebody that made fun of him losing a national championship over a timeout, <laughs> I don't know that it needs to be an apology. You know, catch, he could get sued. You should say you're sorry. You're yeah, you, yeah, you better apologize because they're coming up for that sock. The smack was real sorry, though. Dude didn't yeah, that, even hardly move his head. That apology. But he like how they like grabbed at him. Like he like, like went to like pinch face, his face. Yeah, more like a tickle. Like I he, don't like the <laughs> I don't like the mandatory apologies. This is akin to Brian Flores and that dog on NDA. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to apologize. Don't make it my don't job apologize, to apologize to this clown. I, I think like I him, think he should have. Like I think he apologizes to to the to the Michigan fan base, to his team, to the university, to his organ. I think he didn't he didn't represent himself in the way that I'm sure he wanted to represent himself. The other side of it, if he wants to apologize to them, or they can finish the job in the park, whatever they want to do. <laughs> 
I don't that doesn't bother me. Well, but he mom. should uh, but he should be especially as as a coach of young men, teenagers most of them. Yeah. Come well, out be a big man apology and that's and move on. Here's my blank deposit. If I ever smack somebody, y'all use this episode and it's not point. gonna be me this time. Yeah, not you, not you. We're good because <laughs> but, but you and I have a relationship and a friendship such that if we ever got heated, then yeah, you can put your arm on me. I just think that the coach, uh the coach guard from Wisconsin was very wrong. And yes. Jawan, by giving him a mush push, gave him an out because we're not talking about Coach Guard largely. We're talking about Jawan Howard. Um, but now I don't like those, you know, that's basically a mandatory apology. I, I hate when people do that. I, you know, two kids fight on the court. All right, shake his hand. I'm not shaking. You're not going to make me apologize. Y'all apologize. Uh, Jawan Howard indeed did it. That that to me was the hush money, right? The forty thousand dollars that he got charged, cool. Like, all right, we pay the forty thousand, fine, and we'll hush about it. You know, the games that he got suspended. I'm assuming it's without pay. That that's sort of like, all right, then we'll stop talking about it. But the but now he's back for the tournament. It's all good. He's back for the tournament. Everybody's okay. Yeah, everybody's okay. Fine. Um, although one of the monikers I go by is a ball hog. Uh. I do like sometimes to pass the ball and <laughs> spread the rock a little bit. And 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 I want to do that this week because when we do it Sorry. rough, rugged, and raw, we talk about sports, business, entertainment. Each one of us has our things that we look at in, in, in sports every week. Uh, I'm going to pass the ball this week. Uh, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Big Flow Show, I'm going to pass you the ball. Is there anything in sports, business, entertainment? When you saw this week, it was just like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, the about? USFL is back. I'm not sure if you guys are paying attention to it. The USFL is coming back. They had a 35-round draft to get started. I, I don't know what you guys think about this. Fantasy Wait, fun fact. Guys. You know who owned You know who owned the USFL before it went out of business, right? <laughs> First time. Was it Donald Trump? Trump. Donald Trump. Did he just own the, the New York Generals? Or <laughs> I was going to say Herschel Walker. Walker league. Yeah, Donald Trump. You're right. Now, Herschel Walker. Yeah, he drafted Herschel Walker, didn't he? He drafted Herschel Walker. Did he own the whole league or he just owned the team? Fun, fun opinion. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, use fact, loose. damn. Use <laughs> Sorry. Fact loose, yeah. fun, fun alternative fact. <laughs> Donald but, Trump ruined the USFL and now it's back. Here we go. Anyway, so Trump coming back to, in 2024 and he's, he's bringing the USFL with him. But he said, anyway, I want you guys think about this draft. So they did all these they, – they predefined – first of all, they signed everybody to who's going to be in league in the contract. So there goes your whole aha moment of getting your name called. You know your name's going to get called. They went and got a pool of people. I think so they have – how many teams are in here? Uh, they got eight teams, and then they had 35 rounds for the draft. They're going to have a supplemental draft on March 10th. I guess they don't have enough guys. But they did the draft like – all right, the first round we're picking quarterbacks. Second round we're bringing defensive ends. So those of us that played fantasy football and out there in the in the the podcast world, when you do fantasy football, part of the gamesmanship is when you have a bad draft pick. So let's say in this situation you have the eighth pick or the seventh pick in the draft. Do you you just are stuck with the seventh or eighth best quarterback, or wouldn't you like to switch positions and maybe pick the first best running back or the best receiver or the best DN or the best left tackle? Right. What do you think about this draft format? So just see, so first day they had quarterbacks, then they had uh next round, it was defensive ends for the next three rounds, and they had offensive tackles. Then they went back to quarterbacks again. 
which just tells you how much they don't value other positions. They got right. two two sets of quarterbacks. Then the second day they did safeties, centers, inside linebackers, guards. I just don't like the fact you're dictating what position I got to draft. Bro, you've been through way too many picks and I have said wide receivers. I don't like this draft already. I'm offended. Matter of fact, I'm flabbergasted. When were the receivers taken? Like, what? Wide receivers. I'm still scrolling. Hold on. 13. Rounds <laughs> 13 through no 17. Yo, so you can be the best wide receiver in the league. Are you. 13th round draft choice. I think it's a perfect time to say we pretty. We so pretty. The fact that y'all put us 13th, it makes no sense, man. Don't you disrespect they the were receivers the first, like in that. The second day, they were the first thing off the board the second day. The third, next 13th through 17th. But I don't want to pick all four, four receivers in the row. What if I want to get a, a safety in here? What if I, I think want, they know? probably are doing that. I, I imagine, and look, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any idea uh, uh, who's running the league and, and how they articulated that. But I assume they're doing it for parity. In the league, so that I think that's going to be the opposite of parity, though. I think you're going to make top heavy teams, or I don't know. I got to see how it works out. What I would say is if you tell everybody they can only have two quarterbacks, they can just like fantasy, you can only have five receivers, you can only have this many, this many, this many, right. this many. You got to fill it out during the league, and you might put yourself in the, in the, at the end where you're going to be short somewhere, but strong somewhere else. You're going to be a right. run heavy team, pass heavy team. I don't know. I don't. I didn't like it. But so your hey, strategy, whatever your strategy people. is, to use your your fantasy analogy. If my strategy is, I want to have a, a, a receiver dominant team because whatever, whatever philosophy I have behind the league be. is becoming an all pass league. Yeah. It, my strategic approach gives me no competitive advantage in in a format like this. Very fair. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think I think you kind of have to do it by position because I could come in and, and disrupt everything, right? I could be like. Every round, every you know, my first seven picks are going to be receivers or or whatever, no, right? You can, you can only have you just drain receivers. it out. Are you, you saying in do, terms of roster spots? Yeah, yeah, just do it like you do in the fantasy. You can only pick so many receivers. I think they they have messed this up so many times, and the USFL has come and gone in so many iterations. They like for the first few years, we just want to make sure we have balanced, just, competitive geez. football, and we ain't gonna let nobody's bright ideas come in here and mess it up. That's the only logic I think you can afford with that strategy. That is a very interesting draft strategy. There is some logic somebody's putting towards something. I just we gotta do like it. a game theory approach to that. That's that's I'm gonna look into that a little bit. But I just uh, wonder, like, does if you get drafted as a cornerback, can you play safety? Nope. It says right <laughs> here they picked you the corner. <laughs> right. Right. Why you got that? I'm not saying it in the box, but it's written down right yeah, here. He's supposed to be a safety. Why is he in the box like that? Oh, yeah. strong safety. Uh, same question to you, ETP. I'm going to pass the ball to you. In sports business entertainment, anything that's not on the docket, something that you think is creative and worth talking about, what say you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Black History Month. We had the blackest Daytona 500 in the history of NASCAR with four uh, black teams, black-owned racing teams. Michael Jordan owns one. Brad Doherty, who was... Uh, Played for the Cavs for many years, John John Cohen of New York, and uh and your boy Floyd Mayweather. The money team has a has a has a team as well. So it was uh they so the way that it so Michael Jordan almost had his first you know first Daytona 500. Bubba Wallace was the driver, lost by fractions of a second, maybe some millimeters almost almost one took away the the checker flag so second place um and then floyd mayweather's team came in 26th out of 40 
so not last. Brad Doherty, JTG uh, Doherty came in 28th. And uh, NY Racing, owned by John Cohen, uh, came in 36th. John Cohen went to Grambling State. Oh, trash. He was a – what's that? So they were trash. Hey, second place. They got stuck trash. in traffic. Huh? They got, they got stuck in traffic. Jordan did well, but the rest were <laughs> yeah. trash. They got Everybody, stuck in traffic. That's what hey, you're saying. I mean, it was it was uh, it was Floyd Floyd Mayweather's it was first race, so you, you know, middle somewhere. of the pack, middle of the pack. But uh, but then also first race director, uh, first black race director as well, and then the John New York Racing John Cohen, former uh, Grambling State student athlete. They actually wrapped the car with Grambling State as the uh the sponsor so they got some more hbcu representation so all in all the blackest daytona 500 that's why they would have won they got got racially profiled Y'all driving too fast. Everybody else driving fast? No. Just yeah. Just yeah. Just Do you know how my fast radar, you were going, sir? My radar only picked y'all up. Do I smell weed in the car? <laughs> What's going on here, man? I think y'all smoking weed. Do you understand that would make you fall out at the end if they just did some ceremony with somebody? And you still came in 26. You got to come up, man. I ask you guys. We're going car now. Let's do it. Because you bring you bring up Gramlin, Art Biles, who was the coach at Baylor at the helm when they had a bunch of sexual assault. I don't know if I call them allegations. I don't know what the result was. Uh, cases, uh, and he handled over this thirty, not not a bunch, over thirty, over thirty, and he sweeped them under the rug. Habitual. One for every day, of <laughs> one for Black and History Month plus two. At the height of the Me Too movement is when this was discovered. So he was up yeah, out of there. me now. <laughs> and completely disgraced. Yet uh, he is now going to be the offense coordinator. My man, January 31st, 1-31 and 31 with the Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson um, hired Art Biles to be his offense coordinator. And Doug Williams took exception to it, man. So uh, just quickly, do you think Doug Williams – has a point there, yeah. Uh, or yeah. yeah, 31 cases. He but Doug Williams say he's no longer supporting Grambling State. Yeah. He's also he, no longer the coach of Grambling. He is State. no longer the coach, but you know, they had a coach <laughs> since then. They fired you, Small yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So he just bit it. It's sour grapes, but he but mush- I hey, mean, don't, don't shake his hand in the handshake, man. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I would, I the grapes look like. <laughs> 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 he has a he has a really valid point if it was said by somebody else considering that he is an employee of the Washington Commanders who are also under investigation currently for sexual harassment <laughs> so you kinda, you better you better be careful where you throw those rocks homie yep, yeah. kind of tough Got it tough. It's <laughs> pretty tough. Detail. Like we're not like, talking about yeah. past allegations, and it was we don't know what the facts were. Alleged. You are currently under investigation, my friend. Yeah, and you joined them after all that. After That's all so that, so very good point, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> doesn't look good for him. Um, uh, my thing of the week that I thought was interesting that doesn't normally fall within the um topics that we talk about, but. We mentioned it here on the show before, and there was some sort of a resolution. The U.S. women's soccer in the equal pay uh, lawsuit, there was a settlement. 
And there were 28 players among I don't know how many teams that are on the plaintiff side of that lawsuit. Um, they lost in lower court. It has now been um, revived through the appellate process. And it looked as though it was going to move forward. But uh, U.S. soccer decided to cut a check, a big check, $24 million worth of a check, along with $2 million uh, to be in a fund. And that fund itself is going to be for um, any – I'm trying to think of what the exact – it's the $2 million into an account to benefit U.S. women national um, team players uh, in their post-career endeavors and any charitable events related to women's and girls' soccer. So you've got this pool of money, $22 million going to the players, $2 million going to a fund – um, um, and, and that, that $2 million fund players, former players can apply for up to like a $50,000 grant from the fund or, or allocation from the fund. Um, and, and, and I guess it's a celebratory moment, but, uh, there've been people that said that it's not a celebratory moment, um, that the, the, the settlement itself doesn't do what doesn't do enough to make the, the, the playing ground equal. So I bring it here to say, you know, sort of what do you guys think? You know, because Colin Kaepernick, and we mentioned him earlier, got grief for a settlement. These women have settled. Um, and now they're saying for tournaments moving forward, they're going to pay the same amount to men and women. I think that means because there isn't an unlimited amount of money in soccer itself. I think that means the men are going to get paid significantly less money. And they deserve less. Right. No, I'm saying not less than the women because they're all going to be equal, less than they were getting. Less than, less they, than were they were getting. getting. Yeah, it's a balance were, and it they've out. Been trash. So why should they give a lot of money? They've been trash. Uh, so is this a win for you know pay equity in general, Absolutely. but then more specifically for U.S. women's uh, national team? How else could you look at it other than a win? Yeah, yeah. The forward, Sell, the forward, are tricky man. Settlements the are forward, tricky. Going going forward, it's absolutely a win, right? Because now we're talking about parity, pay you know pay parity, right? But the past. The 22 million to 28 players minus the legal fees, minus this, minus that is, you know, it's a few hundred grand, which that's I'm not signing an NDA for that if anybody's offering. But <laughs> if you do, it it's a good check, but it's not changing the world. It's not changing the landscape. But mm. to move forward, to go forward and, and create that parity. That's huge. That I mean, what it what it that, doesn't do was nothing before. What it doesn't do is force them to disclose emails. Right. That the question I bring it here in this episode of hush money because that's what it sort of feels like. The settlement itself is hush money, and the the bigger question when it comes to um, pay equity in respective industries, I think loses here. These twenty eight women that are going to be paid the twenty two million, and the players that have played that get to access this two million dollar fund. I guess, you know, I guess that's a win. But the concept and the battle of pay equity across all industries, all sports, I don't think it, you you didn't advance it with this settlement. This feels like hush money when I think of the bigger fight. Am I am I being unfair when it comes I mean, to suing for back pay is, is one thing. So let me just take that off the table and say whatever they decided for back pay. But uh, Michelle Steele put, puts out there, which I don't think is the case, they're going to reduce the salary. They're robbing Peter to pay Paulette, right? I mean, they're not just going to reduce the men all the way to what the women were making because they would never have a team. 
right? right? So it's it's either way, it's balanced, right? It's but, balanced. But I mean, I think, they're bringing them it's, up. It's like there's a blood, there's amount of money, and they're gonna distribute it evenly. I don't know. Like that's the question. Does it mean? I mean, either way, the men the will not play. Gonna for go the, women, up. the women were making. They just won't have a team, or to be right. full of high school kids, right? Because all they'll find third party payors, just like the NCAA did with this name, image, and likeness saga. Right. They'll find third party payors. So yeah. when you look at but the I'm, settlement and the stipulations, it's like, all right, I can see where U.S. soccer, which has a pool of money and has to pay both the men and women's team, I can see how they can come up with some formulaic layout that allows them to reduce what the men are making, increase what the women are making, and mm-hmm. still be able to make it work with the same pool of money, right? But I imagine, and I didn't see this spelled out in the settlement terms that became public, that the men are also going to have some form of additional revenue resources that allow them to feel as though they're living the same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the part where I don't, I, I don't know, man, I might be, maybe I'm being unfair because when it comes to settlement dollars, um, settlement as an alternative dispute resolution method is, is one of the ways to resolve a dispute. Right. And, you know, it, it wouldn't the, be an option if it was completely unfair. But I think that when I think of the bigger fight, um, the, the 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 amazing women at major law firms that are bringing in, you know, sizable clients and doing the same amount of work as the male partner. Uh, and because the uh, compensation is undisclosed, uh, that that particular woman or, or those women don't understand how much less they're making than their counterpart who happens to be a man i don't think it advance with this settlement because there are conversations happening there are emails happening there are things that discovery would have divulged would have revealed that is the head of the snake that this 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 you know male dominated way of figuring out compensation did not did not take a hit because of the settlement. That that's that's all. That's why it feels like hush money to me. I think, Wait, how did it not? Uh, because I think other because we're not seeing the emails. So you want people fired? Is what you're saying? You want to see people go down? Oh, you're talking about right. You're talking about retribution, not about equality moving forward. Uh, well, well, both. I think that the the retribution part, if um, it is connected to discovery and we see some of the emails and people are put on the stand and under oath needing to talk about why group a that happens to be all women were paid differently than group b that happens to be all men when you look at group a's productivity on the pitch on the soccer field versus group b's they're I, I have, and, and it's an assumption. I know you're not supposed to make them, but I think there are real conversations. If you put somebody under oath, they will divulge. I was told that this is why we did this. Right. I but you also I, have to consider that, like, as an exa- as a really good example, the New York Knicks are the most valuable franchise in the NBA. They are not successful, <laughs> right? They are not successful. So the, the idea that, pay is directly correlated to performance is a bit of a false narrative. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be paid equal, but I am saying that 
it is is driven by how much you're earning, right? The New York Knicks, they have a huge, you know, a huge TV market. So the the revenue is big. They're the most valuable franchise. Because Those of people. because because of MSG. I, right. We we right. always say that, that they're the most valuable. And I think we discredit the fact that MSG being right there in the heart of you know 34th and 7th, the value is largely stems stems from MSG. Right. Well, right. In terms of the media market, in terms of right. where they are located. But I use that example to say performance. So if the women don't, if the women stop winning World Cups and the men start winning World Cups, are we going to say, well, you know what? The men should start getting paid more now and the women shouldn't get paid as much. Like we're so far six, from that. Performance though, is not. Is, is <laughs> we are not so good. far from that. Like the women have dominated on a global stage for as You're long right. as women's soccer has been an international sport. You're right. And but the, but the, the slippery been... slope is if we're tying compensation to performance. Because as Be soon careful. as the women start to decline and other countries become more progressive towards gender equality and give more opportunities to women in those countries that are even more any unequal than the United States and they start becoming powerhouses and they start winning World Cups and the men U.S. men's team gets their stuff together and starts competing at a higher level. That's where you lose. Now there's an imbalance of power. Fair. And then we're... We're just so far from that, man. It's like... I want to see it, but my eyes just won't let me see that because we get dominated. Our men get dominated. We lose to teams that right. like, it, 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 we're so. I, I get what you're what you're saying. I just we're so far from that that I I'm I'm just looking at on the face of the settlement itself, and I'm questioning whether or not it indeed pans out to be hush money. I think you're I think you're thinking that this whole thing is more scandalous than it is. I think you know. People didn't question the, the 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 first of all, you know, soccer wasn't making any money in the United States forever, right? Then the MLS came on and we started thinking about paying soccer people and doing different things. I mean, look at the scholarships, it's so much worse, uh, less than it is, whatever. It wasn't value of the sport, it's starting to get the wave, but people aren't just running out to start giving people money, right? No, no, no one ever wants to pay the 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 worker. They want to keep money as much at the top. And so until the women started making a stink about it and drawing <clears throat> drawing it to people's thing and they they tried it in the court of public opinion it was just they paid them what they got away with paying them for years and that's how they just did things terrible look at that talk about the ncaa tournament with the basketball i don't think it's someone saying hey there's two people in charge of both the women and the men and they say all right do them dirty and do these people whatever i think they just they give you what they can get away with giving you right and i know but but i don't think so i think it sounds like you want heads to roll i don't think it's that kind of a scandal i just think it's change is happening the women it's capitalism, the money, uh, which is, yeah, the money, they're going to get the money that they should have been getting the whole time. They did a, a somewhat amount of back pay to a, a group of women. Um, and I'm, I argue there's probably a lot more women out there that probably could have got involved that didn't, but they're going to give some back pay to some women and then going forward, there's going to get better. What do you want to do? Fire everybody at the I, top I, who used to be there now? I mean, I what, to, what are we looking for? I have to respectfully disagree, man. Whether the bias is explicit or implicit, I think that there will there would have been communications and correspondences if indeed this went to trial that under discovery, under subpoenas, we would have seen that would have showed. I, I, and, and, and maybe I'm just that cynical. I think it would have been explicit bias by explicitly making the distinction between men and women that is pervasive in all industries i just i just do man because and the same is true with this whole brian flores thing if brian but flores, they settled they settled right so 
all that's out the window, right? Point, right? And, and that was my, my point. They didn't with, settle so the heads could roll. Heads could roll because okay. It so if they start hiring black coaches, head coaches in the NFL, and you know this three years from now we have six or seven or eight head coaches in the NFL. Do you really want to go back and, and like you want to fire all the owners and try to get them all banned or whatever? When when really the goal is to get the opportunities to make the change, fair, you, you know, or do we want to lean on trying to, to punish a few people or do we want to fix the system? Let's fix the system. Those people will kind of get their way in and out and do whatever. Think- you fix the system. It's not as important about the individuals that were involved in because it's really even if you pick out Johnny and Jimmy and these these people, you get them out of here. It's a whole system that's been there. A lot of innocent people are going to go. Uh, or let me say, a lot of guilty people are going to go scot free just because they weren't part of it. and They're just part of the system. So I say it's a huge win. They fix the system. You can get punitive all you want. We don't know any of those names anyway. But at the end of the day, women going forward, girls are going to have more money and they have more to look forward to if they make that team. And I think I think it's I don't think I don't think you fit, fix a system, and we, we can agree disagree and move on. But I don't think you fit, fix a system without changing the culture, and that would be with police brutality that would be with racial discriminatory hiring practices mm-hmm. and that for me is also when it comes to the did you just say overthrow the government is that what you're saying <laughs> I, <gotta live laughs> I, say but I don't think you i don't think you change the system without changing culture and i think that when you put people under oath and they have to decide whether or not they're going to um go to jail or tell the truth. So now you want people to go to jail for the gender. Let's not, let's, not, let's, not say go, let's not say go to jail, but if you lie under oath, there's a penalty for that. It's called perjury. So whether or not they perjure themselves or disclose mm-hmm. what happened, people tend to say, I'm going to tell the truth. And I think the truth in this case, uh, there's both, we can at least agree that there's implicit bias, all right? Because there's nothing rational that that suggested they should got paid that much more than the women considering you know the realities of men and women's soccer in the u.s there's nothing rational so there's at least implicit bias but i would go as far and again maybe i'm cynical there's explicit bias and if you just if, if you uncover that when it comes to soccer i think then you have the opportunity and momentum to uncover it in other industries where it absolutely is pervasive and that's that's just a marginalized community within the soccer community is by way of this settlement has been women. And I think marginalized uh, groups in other industries could have celebrated the victory had they not taken the settlement. That's why do you think they like last my last question? Why do you think they just settled then? Like, Because it wasn't a ton of money. I mean, it was good money, right? It was hundreds of thousands for each of the players. But like that doesn't sound like like we're talking about the hush money like. There's players on that team that that's not going to move a needle for them. For some of them, I'm sure it, it might be, you know, help them pay off a mortgage or something. But but why did they settle if if the if it could have become such a bigger issue? Was it driven by potentially driven by we don't want to be like ostracized from the, you know, the I got I got to look more into it. Soccer? But, you know, Hope Solo, who is, you know, very controversial herself, but she <laughs> does smack you, too. She she will smack you, but Hope Solo says it's not a win, right? I, not I gotta me. look at I, I gotta look into not why me. they settled a little further. Um, but you know, uh that, that's my only take on it, Big Flow Show, is that it's like you you have they probably did it from a strategy standpoint because look, it took them a lot, it's been two years to get over the hurdle such that it was making its way to the appellate court. 
right? So from a strategic standpoint, I understand it. Um, as it pertains to these plaintiffs and this defendant, I understand it. The, the broader fight for gender equality when it comes to pay is where, where I'm angling from. That That's just my two cents on it. Yeah. Um, and parting shots, man, we got to at least mention the MLB uh, lockout. Uh, and, well, you know what? Because I, I talked about settlement. I talked about hush money. And I mentioned uh, Colin Kaepernick. It would be unfair for us not to also at least acknowledge that Colin Kaepernick um, is now funding what is an independent agency to do independent autopsies when someone dies by way of police engagement. And so he's using his money for good because, you know, he, he took some heat for settling and not forcing the owners to open up their financials. Um, so it's good to see that he's using his money for something good. Uh, independent autopsies versus ones that are issued by whatever municipality, whatever agency that is either directly or indirectly uh, linked to the police department is um, it has to be paid for by the family. These independent autopsies. So a uh, shout out to Colin Kaepernick for doing that. I don't know if you guys wanted to comment before we before we took it home today. Still fighting a fight. Give it, got to give it up to him. But he better just admit that he's never going to play in the NFL again. <laughs> I think he's dead. accepted that. I think he's yeah, accepted that. Yeah, I, think he's <laughs> I haven't seen but, any, uh, any any recent workout videos. So I think he's. Accepted. But I but I love it. He's he's doing the work. Like he's still doing the work. You know, I got to give it up for him. He took that hush money and he's putting it to good use. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I anything for you, Big Flow Show? Before we take it home. Nope. I concur with what he just said about that, and just. Uh, you know, it's go ahead, good. Colin, with your bad self. Um, one time for the light skin brothers. Um, okay. two times, <laughs> two times. <laughs> uh, MLB lockout, uh, the countdown to Monday. If they are still at odds and have an impasse on Monday, then they officially will start to um cut games and cut salaries. And the MLB made their statement, the players uh, bark back, say, well, if you guys do that, then, you know, we're not going to get these logos in our uniforms. We're not signing this new uh, TV deal so uh, or, or an extended season, which I think the MLB has already negotiated the, the TV contracts for it. So uh, this fight is getting good, and we will keep you posted. Monday is, is right around the corner. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, because they've had two shortened seasons and the MLB was already on the decline, uh, and they did have Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa save the league at one point. Uh, and Cal Ripken and, and his run, they saved the league. Uh, and and, and Showtime. now I don't know who can save it. Showtime, baby. Shohei Otani. You think he can save the league this time? If there's like four more <laughs> that come into the league. You got to be able to pitch and hit and be <laughs> you know, yeah. once in a and generation. And basis. Right, yeah. still pace. Yeah, that's all you got to do, and then you can save the league. But uh, we shall see. MLB, we'll keep you uh, posted on that. Uh, 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 they are guaranteed contracts, though. So if they don't have games and they cut out that money, like there's a lot of money involved here. So we'll see what happens to MLB. Uh, this has been the Hush Money episode. Any anybody want to weigh in MLB before we take it all the way home today? See that MLB? You ain't got enough interest, baby. You better get to playing some games, man, because not everybody watching y'all. Too many games. So if you're going to shorten the season because of a lockout, eh. 
Uh, got USFL to watch this year. USFL. There might be a merger <laughs> opportunity there. <laughs> Two and one. Go to the USFL game and go to the MLB right. game. You, gotta ta- you don't have to tag them. You got to tackle them for an yeah, hour. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> you might be on to something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been a good show, man. It's Hush Money episode of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. It's been your boy, B-Brian ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mouth Stop, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy, here with the crew, the Big Flow Show, and ETP Ellis, the producer, uh, make sure that you have a number in mind if you ever offered some hush money because principles do matter. Uh, we took you through an array of topics, all sports, business, and entertainment, all doing it one way, rough, rugged, and raw. Join us next week. We'll be here with more sports, business, and entertainment. We're going to bring that same fire. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. Despite uh, the cold, inclement weathers, make sure that you appreciate being alive, y'all, because tomorrow ain't promised. So take the most, make the most out of today. And with that, We is out. Peace.